0: I'm Adam Hergenrother and welcome to Business Meets Spirituality. This is a show for leaders and high achievers who've experienced success on the outside and still feel like something is missing in their life, who have made money and accomplished big goals, but then ask themselves, is this all there is? After all, business is nothing but a conduit for your personal growth. Need nothing and enjoy everything. This is Business Meets Spirituality. Hi, I'm Adam Hergenrother, and welcome to Business Meets Spirituality, where we believe in personal growth through business success. I'm joined by my chief of staff, Hallie Warner. Today, I want to start off by reading a quote to you guys um, from the author of the book, Grit, Angela Duckworth. It's a quote that really stuck out to me. By the way, she sends a Sunday email. If you want to subscribe to her email, I certainly would recommend it. It's been helpful. It's short and it comes out every Sunday. Um, It has a lot to do with around grit. But in in one of her emails she sent, she had this quote. Let me just read it real quick. Not only is a growth mindset a more accurate view of human nature, it's also adaptive. For instance, A growth mindset inclines you to embrace challenges as opportunities to develop your abilities. And after you make a mistake, it helps you look for lessons rather than protect your ego. Before we dive into that quote, let me just explain what a growth mindset is versus a fixed mindset. Um, Carol Dweck, who uh, wrote the book uh, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, uh, really talks about how a growth mindset is where people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work, right? Brains and talent are just the starting point. This view creates a love of learning and a resilience that is essential for great accomplishment. So ultimately, a growth mindset essentially means that anything can overcome. For instance, even today, we were doing this intro and Hallie told me that um, I needed to have a growth mindset around how I (laughs) uh, actually read an intro. Um, And so we had at least a 30-minute conversation about that, which I agreed. And you grew. I did. We grew from it (laughs) uh, together. So it it just shows right there. But a part of me wanted to, to tell her why I was I didn't need to, but, um, and we did have that argument for at least 15 minutes. Yeah, that's
1: actually really funny that you said that because you did have a bit of a fixed mindset there for a minute. I did
0: for, for a second. I tried to argue with it, but anyways, she was right. So in a fixed mindset, people believe their basic qualities, like their intelligence or talent, are simply just fixed traits, right? They spend their time documenting their intelligence or talent instead of developing them. They also believe that talent alone creates success without effort. So ultimately, a fixed mindset and kind of how I see this is that look, the minute you're born, you're set to a certain level of intelligence that you're ever going to have, a certain level of skill that you're ever going to have, the certain level of ability that you're ever going to have, and no matter how much hard work you put in, ultimately, you're really not going to grow, right? I mean, that's essentially what it says there. Without effort, right? You just kind of have this this same level that you really, really can't grow that much um, for what you do, so therefore, you might as well just stay with where you are, right? Is that kind of what, what you think, Allie? Like, it just means that you just essentially just... You know, you just, you you, take the, what's the point of right, growing? Right, you take the cards you get, that where you were yes, dealt exactly. and
1: yeah. that, that's it. Yeah.
0: And so where the growth mindset means just means that, um, in, in kind of our opinion, is that there's always something to to grow into. And if you're listening to this, you most likely have a growth mindset. Um, however, <laughs> I will say that, you know, I, I believe that I always have a growth mindset, The interesting thing though is they can sneak into you and you can have fixed mindsets in certain things and growth mindsets in other areas. And so I just want you to be careful of your language, how you think. That's why I just shared that example with that is because you can think of a growth mindset, but then ultimately somebody say something to you and your ego, right? Because we're going to dive into that conversation, wants to essentially be right. So it's it's almost fixing you to that. And so you just got to be real careful um, about Looking at every opportunity that you have in life and, and challenges that show up, is, are you bringing a fixed mindset into this or a growth one?
1: When do you think that a fixed? Th- so this is what comes to mind. Okay, I have I'm five two. Yes. Right. I have a fixed mindset around my maybe athletic potential in certain areas. Right. Maybe track and field or basketball or whatever. Right. My level of talent is only going to be so. High in certain yes. areas. So, maybe, do I have a fixed mindset? I mean, in general, I believe I have a growth mindset, but when, when is there kind of like the, the reality and you're not, you're not being overly optimistic about your situation? Um, where's, where does reality play into that?
0: You know, I think sports is one of those ones where people ultimately go to this quickly because they can say, look, well, I'm never going to be a third baseman or I'm never going to, you know, if I'm 5'2, I can never play basketball. And then obviously, you can always find somebody who's really short that's played basketball and that's succeeded. Now,
1: yeah. do you have True.
0: to work harder? Is it something that you're going to have to dedicate your entire life to and make a tremendous amount of sacrifices So everything you want to do to succeed? And maybe you don't succeed at Michael Jordan's level, but in order to get into it, what do you have to do to do that? Yes. I just think it really comes down to is how much do you really want to give up in order to have this? And it, 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 maybe you make it, maybe you don't, but at least if you went after it, you would grow so much from it that you would gain an unbelievable experience about what it looked like to actually go after it, that you'd be able to use that, that knowledge and those skill sets of going after it to anything else that you applied in your life.
1: Yeah, I, I generally believe that hard work and consistency trumps anything. Like you really can accomplish whatever you want, do whatever you want, be whoever you want through hard work. Yeah. and the other side yes. of my, I me, mean, the cynical side of me says, really? Where, where does, where does reality play into that?
0: Oh, I yeah. Mean, I think sports may be the only one that you might say, like, if you have a disability, maybe you just, you can't play at that level. Right. Or, you know, if, you know, but then you, then you can always go back and find some in business though. So if you take yourself outside of sports, mm-hmm. I think sports would probably be the only one that maybe there is a, a reality that prevents you from, you know, being a, Professional swimmer or a um, a basketball player because of height or some of these restrictions. However, that's such a small component of it that sure. I think people use that as almost an escape to say, "Well, I'm never going to play basketball because I'm short." But then, what that is is just, it's still a fixed mindset that you're bringing into the rest of your life. That's why I was saying you got to be careful about what you what you say to that. You know, I I brought up in this season too, Ted Williams already about a strength zone. And, all, and 10 Williams was not a very good athlete. He was not a very good player, but ultimately he ended up hitting 400 um, as a batting average for a season and, and held records for that. And they talk about his entire story about how he was working harder. He would stay in, in the pitch black because he had nothing. His glove had duct tape all around it. and he, would, he was bleeding every single day because he would just work, 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 and work until he became who he was that he ultimately wanted to do.
1: So it's a growth mindset in your strength zones or a growth mindset in the areas that you actually want to spend the time on cuz i always go back to that concept too like do you lean into your weaknesses or do you lean into your strengths do yeah. i want to go have a growth mindset about everything that crosses my plate or only a growth mindset on the things that are in my strength zone
0: well i think it's um i think what you want to look at is do i have a growth mindset in my life and then whatever i decide to choose my time to growth mindset automatically just follows you. Whereas that's why I said to begin to careful that you think you have a growth mindset, but then where are you actually having a fixed mindset around? Mm-hmm. What is it that's actually limiting you of something that you want to do? Because most of us listen to this probably aren't going to go play professional sports, right. right? And again, I think that's like a safe zone people go to to give them some sort of feeling of that's
1: comfort. That's yeah, an easy example. Yeah, it's yeah. easy
0: to go, to go there and say maybe, so let's just remove that off there and anything else that you want to do, whether that's being a leader, whether that's being an unbelievable partner, whether right, that's writing a, writing a book, whether that's again anything that you can, you know, it's not like I'm asking somebody to pick up 5,000 pounds, right? Because yeah. then you may not be able to do that, right? I'm sitting there saying, if you have a growth mindset for anything doing, that's going to follow you around into, your, into these decisions that you're making every single day. And so that's where it really comes into play is having this growth mindset, knowing that when problems show up, you're going to get through them, knowing that you can get better at everything that you're doing. And, and it's easy to say that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's very easy to say that. It's much different living that. And I think that's a very big distinction around that, that a lot of people will say they have a growth mindset, but ultimately, are they growing? You, so if you look back in like the last 12, 12 years, right? Last 12 months of your life, or even the last 30 days of your life, where'd you grow? And you don't, and, and I'm not, there's no judgment on, on whether you, what level to degree you grew on, but ultimately, if, if you say you have a growth mindset, then look back and say, how did I grow? What did I do? And then what'll end up happening is the results should show up in a different way because you're growing.
1: Right. And and also where did looking back, where did you have a fixed mindset? And when I when I think of fixed mindset, I think where where I make where am I making excuses yes. in my life? And we don't think it really, fixed,
0: right? That's why we want to define these for you because I mean, think about fixed is, is just really like where do I go for comfort?
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Where do I go to naturally to say, well, that just really this is not true? That we just don't and then somebody says you have growth mindset. Of course they do. Because you, you don't you don't sit back and go, I wonder where all the things that I think about that I have a fixed mindset on. Well, that's just that's just not there. So I, the, part of this is doing this podcast is to bring some awareness around where do you have a growth mindset from, but where are you also limiting yourself on? or where do you, as Hallie just said, where do you find excuses on, right? Where is that you're bringing that fixed mindset into play around a solution? because we deal with a lot of leaders on a daily basis, and I know, the majority of them are growth leaders, but they still have fixed mindsets around certain things. And so I know that we see this in our organization all the time, you know, and it's not until, you know, there, one of our leaders asked me how to deal with a very tough situation with an individual who wanted to grow in it, but wasn't growing for it. And I said, you just got to be real with them. And so it's part of it, you just be real with them saying, where did you grow from this? You're, you're getting the same result over and over and over again, but you say you want to change this. Do you really want to change this? And what? it's
1: okay if they don't. They don't, yeah, you don't yeah, have You got to give them then permission just, to say, If, if they I don't. don't,
0: then just remove that from your vision board. <laughs> remove that from your goal. I remember, Hallie, when you and I were, were, were not when, but when we still like do 4 and ones you have personal goals on there, right? And, and ultimately, I would see them for over and over and over again. And finally, sometimes- For I, years. For sometimes. years, I would just ask you, i say, let me just ask you a question. Do you actually really want to do this? And you're like, well, yeah, I want to do this. I said, well, then when are you going to do it? You're like, I'm not sure. I'm like, then take it off your 4-1-1. Mm-hmm. because all you're doing is you're making yourself more stressed out about trying to do something that you aren't going to find time to do. And so, only only commit to something that you want to actually go into. I'm just giving an example in our in our relationships. I can think of somebody that I lead right now who's running one of our companies, and he always wants to fight something initially and then over time he'll allow himself to be more of that growth mindset but his instant reaction is that it's more like no, right? It's just more of like, it's a little bit more fixed. And then he, over time, he'll kind of grow into that. So how do you lead somebody through that? For one is I think you got to be really real when you're coaching or leading somebody. And look, training is training somebody, right? So you're in an audience, you're, you're training, you're giving them, maybe you're training about time or maybe training about discipline. Specific
1: or, tactics, tactics to take tactics, away. Things, yes. Yeah.
0: Coaching comes down to coaching the individual based on where they're at currently and where they need to, what they need to get around, right? And what do they need to unlock? What do they need to see that they're not seeing? Now, everyone knows that. Like they, People say that and it sounds good. How do you actually do that in a conversation? Well, it means that you're willing to say something to them that nobody else will. And you're not doing it to hurt them. You're not doing it to judge them. You're only doing that because they asked you for a coaching session. That's your job to come around there and say, Making sure they have that growth mindset.
1: I think a lot of leaders are afraid to have those conversations. They are. So how do you develop a culture? I, I, I believe we have that sort of culture yes. here—that gr- a growth mindset culture. How do? How do? How can others develop that? Because leaders are either not equipped or afraid to have those conversations.
0: Yeah, I think for number one is you have to, as a leader starts at the top, have to be willing to admit mistakes and failures in that you do not know everything and that you need people um, around you to for you to be spotting things and um, also developing a trust where people can be wrong. You know, nobody wants to um, be wrong with things. And it starts from a very early age. They wanna have an excuse for something else. Like for instance, like, you know, I can see my three-year-old and, um, and my five-year-old, my five-year-old stole something from my three-year-old, and then all of a sudden my three year old wants to run after him and hit her, hit him, right? And it's almost like because he stole something, it gave her an, her an excuse to go after her and hit him. When the reality is, is the whole situation came down to um, yes, he stole it, but then we we gave ourselves an excuse as to why we can go out there and, and operate a certain way. Um, I don't actually know if that was a really good story for this, but it was just kind of something that was in my head. But, but part of what I was what I was trying to get at, and so you can kind of follow me a little bit, is that we we give ourselves um, we give ourselves uh, basically permission. To operate a certain way. And I think we, we give ourselves permission to have fixed mindsets at times, or we give ourselves permission to blame other people or situations. It's like, for instance, if you're late for a meeting, I understand that there's truth to that. I understand that you're late for, if you're 15 minutes late for a meeting and it was because of traffic, yes, you were late because of traffic. But if you, the minute you make that about somebody else, you're no longer taking responsibility for it. You made it all about the traffic and the 200,000 people that made you late. Yes, I understand they made you late, but. If you don't immerse yourself into looking at why I was late because I didn't add enough time into what I need to do versus saying, well, I was late because of traffic, maybe true, but it's still removing you from the situation to be able to actually solve this and look at it differently, right? Versus if you came in there and said, hey... uh, yes, I didn't calculate the time correctly. That's taking ownership and putting yourself into the problem so you actually have that conversation about how to calculate time better next time versus just constantly blaming traffic. I understand it's true. I understand that happens, right? But if you could easily step back and say, well, let me calculate the time a little bit better next time so I'm not there. It just gives you more of that growth mindset around problems, around those, around everything that you're doing of taking full responsibility instead of blaming things that actually are true, right? Again, in that scenario, because that happens a lot in, in leadership meetings, like, hey, I got tied up at a meeting. You blame the meeting. <laughs> I understand it's true, but if you just say it's, it's different. And I don't care that they're late. That's not, what I'm, that's not the point of it. It's more of they're saying, well, I was late because I got tied up. Maybe that was more important. Great. I'm sure that it was. Instead of walking in there and saying, hey, there was something that was more important that I needed to do. That's a different way of saying it. And I think when you asked about the question, how do you bring this into your organization? It's really fostering the culture of trust. This is really what it comes out to. Then, so then people say, well, let's break down trust. What does that really mean? Right. Well, that just means that you're willing, truly willing to allow people to share failures and not discipline them over them, right? Not uh, Unless, it, if it, look, it's happening like two or three times in a row, that's different. But right, a lot of times
1: it's the intention, the intention, yes, the, the the intention intent behind it. Those
0: things. Because that's what you. if you don't have this growth mindset as an organization, you're going to limit everything. The
1: growth mindset equals failing forward, yes, right? Exactly. I mean, if, if you don't cultivate that in your organization, no one's going to have a growth mindset because they're going to be afraid. They're going to be blaming other people. They're going to be making excuses. Yeah. Um, so you need to encourage and allow that.
0: In the two stories that I kind of gave you, which may not have been the best stories for you, but it, it's part of it is like when, when you're, my whole point of that is that you blame something that happened. That's a hundred percent true as to why you can't solve the situation. Right, And so that's just what I really, that I think that just you get you a fixed mindset over something instead of looking at it as a growth mindset for it. Let me just go back to the the quote because I think there's something in here that Angela Duckworth has that I really want to dive into that's big into the in-business that we share all the time. So it says, not only is growth mindset a more accurate view of human nature, meaning that we all have the ability to grow and whatever we put, choose to put time and energy on, right? It's also adaptive, right? So for instance, a growth mindset inclines you to embrace challenges as opportunities develop your abilities. And after you make a mistake, it helps you look for lessons rather than protect your ego. So again, if you're always fixed, you're going to blame an external circumstance that really happened instead of looking for the opportunity to grow. That's where I really went with those cool two stories that I know you're going to remember for dinner tonight. Um, and part of that is that ability, can you grow in that way? So what I love about this is that and after you make a mistake, it helps you look for lessons rather than protect your ego. And that was what I've been hitting on with a lot of our leadership. But I took that, I said, hey, what does this mean to all of you? Mostly because I wanted them to see that, that if you, you have to be willing to look at, look at challenges and problems and opportunities, those things of just wanting to get, improve the results of organization for people that are in there, rather than protect your ego. Because the minute you want to protect your ego, that's when you say, well, traffic blank was the reason why I wasn't here on time right? Or you, there's there's a million different excuses people use every day as to w- why they're right, right? And, and, and yes, they may be close to the reality of the situation, but they're still protecting the ego versus looking at this as an opportunity to grow. And I think that's what people can take away from this is that everything that we do subconsciously is just, was said so quickly as a way to protect your ego, right? Because you don't want to be wrong. You don't want to be blamed for something um, instead of taking full responsibility of that. Full responsibility is I want to go hit somebody because they stole the ball from me, right? Full responsibility is I was, you know, uh, I understand that I was late because so they calculated the time correctly. And so how do you, right? How do you make sure that you are letting go of that ego, right? How do you make sure that you're letting go of that on a uh, on a daily basis when things show up? And part of that means, again, we've talked about the three, two, one, relax. We've also talked about bringing awareness around that. And so when you're going through... After you listen to this and you're going through the next day, right, two days, just every time something initially shows up and you may say it and then pause and go, wow, that was fixed, right? Or you say something and go, wow, that was growth and start to see the difference of how you feel and how you react and how quickly you actually solve the problem. Because if you are fixed on things, and especially if there's other people in the group, it's not really going to be a healthy conversation. Whereas if everyone comes in there and says, I'm willing to be wrong, my ego does not need to be right. Right? Right. And you don't look, you don't like say that out loud, right? Or you can if you want to, right? I'm saying, you know, part of it is maybe you just do say, like, my ego really wants to be right right now. Somebody help me get over this. By the way, that will go a lot further than you trying to just be right to be right. Because then what happens is the further you go down this path of wanting to be right, the harder it is. To let go. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a silly example of this is like when you walk up with somebody, if they have something in their teeth, like you have like five seconds to say something, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. Like, because if you don't say it right away, then like you're like 20 seconds is gone. Now I can't say anything because now I've been sitting there until somebody else walks up and then they say something and now it looks
1: completely. Then you feel like an idiot.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, what are you going to pretend you didn't see it too, right? And so it's just funny. So that's why you have that instant choice. The minute you see it, do you address it? Do you bring that growth mindset? The instant that you see it, meaning that it's it's not like you're gonna if you listen to this or read books or and all of a sudden it's just gonna show up without having to work on it. No, you have to work at having a growth mindset. It does not necessarily come natural. If it did, we wouldn't be having this podcast because everybody would have a growth mindset. It doesn't because we want to protect the ego. We wanna be right. We don't want to be wrong. And you know, Ray Dalio says this, and I think he does such a great job with the subscription about um, you know wanting to be right versus not. And he said, look, if you're right and you bring it into a conversation, allow people to prove your ability to be right. And if you're wrong, allow that to be wrong so you don't make a mistake for your company. And so I just think that's a powerful way of looking at something. Whereas if you're right and you throw it out there and you're willing to be wrong, but then everyone proves that it's right, now the entire team is on board with you.
1: Well, because he's also taking a stance where it's not, it's not it's about not him, him and it's not a personal. It's, it's about, about the growth. And it's about the good of the organization. Yes. It's beyond himself. Yes. It's about growth for everybody, not just...
0: An individual ego. Correct. Right? Yeah, I think that's a, it's a great way of saying it. And so when you, when you think about it from that side, are you really bringing things out there of just letting it be right? And if, and if they're, and most likely, and I think he talks about this in his book, Principles, um, by Ray Dalio, he talks a lot about how um, if what typically happens is that you're not right most of the time right? But you may have, you may be 80%, right? But that 20% that you get to change because you're not fixed on it makes it so much better that it get that additional result that you're looking for. And so I think if we can all bring into the conversation, having a growth mindset, particularly in meetings, right? Particularly when you have a meeting, it should be real, candid, open conversations. Again, this isn't something you heard, but what I want to drill down is beyond that, right? Of why people don't have these type of conversations. And I think a lot of it has to do with they're bringing a fixed mindset in there because they want to protect the ego. When you have a fixed mindset, all you're doing is protecting that ego. You're protecting how you think the world should be. You're protecting what you think is right. So when you think that way, when you think about having a fixed aspect of something, you're looking for comfort. Because you know a lot of people don't... It's always why, and this is, this is for me, and maybe I'm the only one that's If I see somebody that I don't know and they're my same age and they're successful, I'm super excited about them. But if I get around one of my friends that I've known for 15, 20 years and they become more successful in me than something, I instantly feel like my ego is being hit. And it's only because I I know them. (laughs) And so instantly I know that my ego is going, I feel insignificant right now because if they're doing this, and I grew up the same place they did, then it's a lot. You understand what I'm saying? Like we're around friends and well, yeah, people I mean, like it's that.
1: Yes, compare. Well, first of all, it's comparison yes, is you, the thief of joy, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, and you are versus understanding that, like, <laughs> understand. You know, I, I um in uh in his book Infinite Games, which is really great, by the way, the Infinite Game, uh, the Infinite Game. Um, Simon Sinek. Simon Sinek talks about how he, you know he always was a rival for Adam Grant, and they he talks about this about how literally like he would comp- the only person he was comparing him to, like how many books did he sell, how many books. And at the end, he goes, come to find out people can buy two books. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought that funny. was such a great way. And he actually got over that by looking at, they were together speaking at an audience. And it was the first time they were actually interviewing, the, the guy said, it'd be funny if you introduced each other. And so he looked at him, he looked at the audience, looked back at, at Adam Grant and he said, whenever I look at you, I feel insecure because everything that you have is exactly what I'm not or that I'm, my weakness are. And then Adam said, Well, funny you should say that. It's the exact same thing. And they became amazing friends because they no longer became rivals. And then that's when he said, Come to find out people can actually buy two books, which they do. Mm-hmm. Multiple people can be successful in every single aspect of your life. But I just thought that was a great example of having a growth mindset versus having this fixation or fixed mindset that you've got to beat somebody on something. That is not an op- That is not a way, by the way, you're just going to be in suffering. That was the point he just made is like, look, I, just, I was going around there just putting so much energy into trying to beat that versus, and he was like, by the way, Adam Grant actually read this book for me the book that you're reading right now is the most recent one, actually proofread it for me, which Mm -hmm. is awesome and gave me some really cool feedback from this. And so now you can be genuinely happy for them. So again, I look at when you see somebody outside that you don't know and they become successful, it's very easy to say, well, that's really cool. How'd you do it? But the minute you get around somebody close and you start comparing it, watch how your ego will want to jump in there and instantly like you try to, you, you you fixate you fix them almost like well this is why they become successful this is why i'm better or you go and say i'm better than them that physical physicality and they don't have that or you just
1: want you just i think it's fascinating yeah. how you can justify your significance over other people based on what you choose to identify in yes. them i mean i mean it's just the mind is yeah. fascinating what it will do to protect the ego the ego
0: exactly right and that's the whole all the, the whole point of this is that when you protect that ego, you will compare. You will judge. And that's the thief of joy in life. And I understand that it's not like you're going to listen to this and go out tomorrow. I mean, I've been working on this for a while, and it still hits me, right? Mm-hmm. It's still, and I just got to say. And then I ultimately go and say, what I, look, if I was dying today, because I always like to use death as kind of like an indicator for my life, I was dying today, but this actually... Would I be upset about this? And the answer is no, right? It's just not, your ego doesn't survive the transformation of energy, i.e., death, right? It just doesn't. So that is one. It's always protect itself for there. So when I, when you, when you think about having a growth mindset. It means that when you get around people that really hit your stuff, that really want to protect it, how do you bring that aspect to it? How do you understand that you can buy two books? How do you understand that people can be successful or more successful? And by the way, it's such a weird thing too. It's just success. I mean, nobody wants to go to their grave with their number, their balance sheet number on it, right? It's about the impact that you can make. And the only way you can truly make another impact on somebody is if you're willing to grow with them. If you're willing to have that growth mindset with your team. Because if you come into the fixed mindset, you're going to be limiting everybody, and if you really want to make an impact on people, it's your ability to let that ego go that wants to be right, which is, again, that quote, Let I me mean, just read that last part. And after you make a mistake, after you make a mistake, right, it helps you look for lessons rather than protect your ego. I um, there. I sent an email to one of our leaders and it was a pretty tough email. And I, I knew that it was going to, I knew that it was tough and it was the point of the email. It was, it was done intentionally. And I could, his response was very short. And I could tell it pissed him off. And so my reply back to him instantly was, I said, let it go. I said, I said, you're letting this hit your stuff right now and you're missing the learning opportunity from the email. I said, you've got to be willing to let this go because you're now, you're now fixated on you wanting to be right and why I'm wrong versus actually looking at the way of what the mistake was where you could actually grow from. So that's just a way that you can bring that into your life. I knew that it was going to hit it. I knew that it was going to to create a conversation. And then I could tell by his response instantly that it kind of hit his stuff. And so I said, stop, let it, don't let it hit your stuff. Move beyond that because until you let go of that ego, until you let go of it hitting that stuff that causing you to being disturbed right now, you're missing the entire opportunity to learn.
1: What was the outcome of that?
0: Well, then ultimately they replied back and just said, yes, thank you, and this is probably a couple hours later because they need it, and that's fine. People need some time to do that. And so, yes, thank you for that. I can now see it and use the action plan that we're going to put together. And so, again, if I could have easily responded back to his email and said, no, I'm right, and let me tell you why, instead, I just said, look, you, we're both missing. If we want to battle back and forth on this, we can. And you're going to be right, and I'm going to be right. <laughs> right? No matter what it is, we can sit here all day long, and I'm going to be right, you're going to be right. But until you, until we, until you can stop and, and realize that there's an opportunity to learn here, then you're not going to grow. And that's what I love about this quote is that if you are always allowing, when somebody gives you an opportunity to grow or a problem shows up opportunity to grow, if it hits your ego, then you're missing the opportunity to learn from it. And so I think that's why we bring a growth mindset into play is purely for the opportunity to grow through every situation. Because I don't know about you, but every day you wake up and there's a different challenge. Yes, certainly some days there's some that, that are easier to tackle than others and some seem overwhelmingly challenging. But if you're just willing to open the door and look at it, you know, I heard this a wonderful quote today when, when they talked about, it was quotes. quote, it was my kind of interpretation of what he said. And he said, you know, consciousness is essentially like um, the three little pigs, right? Where they said that, um, you know, uh, when it comes to problem solving or looking at things to have a growth mindset from, it, you know, a lot of people act like the pigs do. They run inside a house and they shut the door and it says, and they huff and they puff and they blow your house down. And ultimately what's going to happen, if you keep a shut door, the house will blow up. The house will blow down versus... That when somebody comes, knocks, open the door and look what's out there. And so I think that's a a powerful way, at least for me, it made a lot of sense um, about how when we approach things, do we shut the door to a fixed mindset or are willing to open the door to have a growth mindset? Actually look at the problem. Look at the wolf. Look at what's staring us in the face so we can actually solve the problem. Because if you don't, ultimately your house will fall down. You know, I really love that story just about the the three little pigs of just, you know, the, you know, just shutting that door and then ultimately it's going to blow down.
1: Except for the little pig who built the brick house. That one did not yes. fall down.
0: And that's why I love that perspective, right? I mean, if some of you guys listen to that story, they may have thought about that same thing about it. It's you can build a brick house and it doesn't go any worse. That's exactly right. But that means that you're going to literally build a brick house and you're going to live in it for your entire life and you're never going to explore anything. You're never going to have, that's a fixed mindset of you taking a fixed position and staying in it for safety and for comfort versus ever going out there and having a growth mindset of finding, hey, what's beyond the trees? What's over there? What's in the river? What's over there? Yes, there's dangers. Right. And that's part of it is the danger is facing the truth. The danger is facing problems head on. Right. The danger, there's danger in all of that. Now, most of us are probably aren't going to be worried about our house getting blown over by a wolf <laughs> or getting chased or eaten by a wolf. Well, I hope not. Right. But we at the same time, we act that way, don't we? We build this safe house that we can always go to that's made out of bricks. You know, Michael Singer talks about his house and you shut every shade on there so no natural light comes in. So you literally built this cocoon around you that's safe. We, you know, and when you do that, that's
1: fixed mindset. And it's a, it's a choice. Yes, and it's, it is. It's a valid choice. It's yeah. just not it's comforting. Yeah, it's not what we're talking about. I mean, we, we're talking about growth, but yeah.
0: You know, I always, you know, pain is going to come. You can't duck pain, right? So you can have pain of mediocrity, or you can have pain of growth. You can have pain of just sitting there and, and just sitting in a room the entire time, but you can't duck pain. There's going to be pain from that. Look. You know, I'm, you, on a Sunday afternoon, you're sitting around your house, you're going to have a problem, right? You're going to have problems in any aspect of what you're doing. And so you can't duck the pain of growth. Or you can't duck the pain of mediocrity. You know, you just have to choose which one you do it. You know, um, Jim Carrey was talking about this when I was watching one of his videos yesterday, um, how he, he gave the story about his father um, who really wanted to be, he was funny, he wanted to be a comedian, he wanted to chase his dream, but didn't because he had a family to provide for and he went the safe route. In the safe route at 51, he was laid off. And so what he learned from his father was, you can fail being safe or you can fail going after your dreams. Mm, and so that. that's the the opportunity is if you, you, could, you can fail, you can have, yes, there's danger in both. But wouldn't you rather have the danger of the growth mindset than the pain of mediocrity of sitting inside a brick house. And so again, be, for problems, or opportunities, if you try to hide them and not discuss them or not look at them directly in their face and stare them down, you're ultimately, they're going to come back at some point. So just open the door to that growth mindset to allow the problems to really be an opportunity for learning. Allow that growth mindset to leak into every aspect of your life. And as you do, you'll bring more of that that kind of that cool inward journey into the business through just your actions. Like, you know, spirituality isn't about living in a cave. We talked about this a lot, but it's just, it's about, this is what that means. Like that's what I'm trying to try to define spirituality all different times, and you're trying to like look for it or like be a puzzle or like put it on a wall. This is what it is. It just means that you have a growth mindset. That's spirituality, right? Being being opening your door to look at the problems. That's spirituality. That's inward growth. Knowing that there's something larger than yourself. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Business Meets Spirituality. I know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and I appreciate you choosing this one. If you liked it, how about sharing with some friends? And folks, remember, never give up on joy.